Bum, 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 bum. The home podcast. That's what you're going to get. Cheesy intro music and my silly voice. So... I feel like I'm pretty bad at this podcasting thing. You know, I'm, uh, what, 12 days late on this one? Three sermons behind? Something like that? Killing the game. Got a lot going on, though. So, hope you guys understand. And I say we've got a lot going on because we do. We are buying a house. And it's terrifying. But it's all good. We're doing it. You know why? Because God's called us to it. So we do things like that. We do crazy things like that. Even when it doesn't really make sense to us, we we do stuff because the Lord said it. And uh, it's going to take a big step of faith, but we're going to do it. And uh, we're in the process of doing it. So that's where I've been. That's where we've been. Um... But I guess I'll start off this uh, podcast with we need um, your support more than ever. Um, And I don't mean that because we're like uh, worried or anything. I know my tone kind of sounded like that. But um, we just need your support because we're about to buy a house. And um, we are going to have a mortgage to pay. And internet to pay and electricity to pay and food and coffee and stuff to pay for so I was telling my leaders I don't know two weeks ago that I'd rather have 20 people giving us $20 a month um, over one person who's giving us $400 a month so I just want um, as many people's buy-in as the as we can get, especially in these growing phases. I mean, the cool thing about the home is that it's not just a cool idea; it's it's a cool idea backed by um, by the Lord's word and by what the Lord um, has called us to. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I always hate talking about money, but we need it, um, and we need it monthly. Um, so help us out if the Lord calls you to it but anyway the real reason you tuned in tonight is here about what the Lord's put on my heart and we're going to jump into it so tonight yeah it's tonight it's 9 o'clock so I'm going to say it's tonight because it is tonight for me and I'm tired as you can tell and I don't know feel a little beat up but I hope I'm encouraged by my own words in this sermon and by the Holy Spirit just kind of speaking to me while I speak to you. Cool? So tonight I want to talk about um, kings and not like the book of kings, but like kings and reigning. Um, So, you know, when we think of kings and royalty, we, we probably immediately think of like selfishness. And like higher power almost. And like fancy. 
fancy stuff and kind of in it for themselves and thrones and that kind of stuff. Um, at least that's how I think of royalty and kings is like um, selfishness. And some kings even like make their servants drink or take a sip of the the wine that they're drink that they're drinking so to see if it's poisoned or not. Um, and kings are kind of protective in almost like a bad way. Like King Saul set out to kill David because David was a threat to his throne for like 13 years. And um, something that I want us to realize tonight is that no one is perfect. And um, the obvious thing to say after that is except for Jesus because Jesus is perfect. Or else, why are we doing this? So something that we have to keep in our mind is that nobody is perfect. When you and or I think of kings, we have kind of a messed up image in our heads right away. You see, when King Jesus comes, he kind of takes back what the intention of a king actually is. Kings are not to be people... Sorry. Back up. Kings are meant to be people who serve and care for their people, not for self-gain or self-promotion. Jesus' intention for every believer and follower is to be kings and royalty. Some of you immediately cringe when I say that because you're thinking of your own opinion and your own perception of what a king is. But tonight, let's journey through kind of redefining what a king actually means scripturally Um, because we've twisted it. Um, sin has twisted it, and it's not its not God's fault. Um, so Jesus' intention for every believer and follower is to be kings and royalty. Jesus showed what a true king was supposed to do when he took a towel and washed his, washed his disciples' feet. It's a servant's act and modeling what a real king is supposed to be. Everything Jesus would did was to exemplify true kingship. We are to rule with a heart of a servant and serve with a heart of a king. Let me say that again. We are to rule with a heart of a servant and serve with a heart of a king. God has an intention and plan for our lives. Duh, right? Or else why are we doing this? Um, A king doesn't listen to a problem and wonder who will fix it and how it will be fixed. A king faces a problem knowing he has the resources to solve the problem. You know, I I had a personal conviction this week when um, I was worried to ask people how they were. You know, like you're always worried to ask, at least I am, you know, I'm worried to ask how people are. Um, how their health is and or something like that because I'm worried that it will be bad and then I'm worried that I'm going to have to be that person to pray for them so I so obviously it's a terrible thing terrible mentality that I have um, and I'm still trying to get out of the slump of because I just want to be a guy who's always ready to pray <laughs> um, and it's just sometimes it's hard sometimes you're just not in the mood you know sometimes you're you're tired and you just want to go to bed or you want to go to Village Inn. Um, so uh, bottom line is, is we are royalty because we are sons and daughters of God, which is true because it's in Romans 8. 8. 
when you hear of ailments of the body, our first and only reaction should be to pray for God to heal them. We have unlimited resources of heaven. Could we get more awareness for how much we have access to? Kings are not supposed to think with limitations. Let's read Matthew 6, 33. I'm going to turn there real quick. Matthew 6. Six thirty-three. Yes. But first. Sorry. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these things will be added to you. When scripture accentuates or accentuates phrases or makes statements like seek first or but still the greatest is we have to pay attention to these kinds of things right seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and these things will be added to you so what does this mean it means for god to help for god to fill your thoughts with his desires for god to align your character with his for us to obey him in all we do. What is really important to you? Like, I mean, if I were to make a list, it would be what's really important to me is um, my job, my income, um, my car, my apartment, um, my guitars, these kinds of things, right? Um, what is really important to you? Um, all these can, all these kind of things can easily bump God down your list pretty quick. This verse says, seek first, right? Seek first. So above everything else, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What does it mean, and all of these things will be added to you, in quotes, from that scripture of Matthew 6, 33, right? It says, seek first his kingdom, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Well, when we see something like that, and some people say the Bible is confusing, um, and when you're confused, usually you just have to read above where you're confused. Because, obviously, and all these things, that means he just listed something. So let's rewind for a second. Matthew 6, 25. Right here. Through 32. It says, Therefore... I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And which of you by anxious can be... Sorry, and which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? And why, why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies in the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet, I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass in the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. 31. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things. 
but and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. So when it says, and all these things will be added to you, it says food, clothes, drink, and provisions. Everything that you need, God has already planned and guaranteed you. And let's not confuse need and want here, right? Everything we need, right? That is a necessity, food, water, shelter, clothing, that kind of stuff. Not the flat screen TV. Not the Xbox One X. I think that's the new one that just came out. Right? Our job is to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. When he says, and his righteousness, it's a third of what his kingdom actually is. Romans 14, 7 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, one, and peace, two, and joy, three, in the Holy Spirit, right? All he is doing is adding emphasis. Why? The measure of righteousness is seen in our behavior. It is to that measure we reign in our life. Let me say that again. The, re- the measure of righteousness that is seen in our behavior, is, it is to that measure we reign in our life. When we're operating in righteousness, we become righteousness, right? Kind of like what you, you are what you eat kind of thing. And like I've been eating a lot of fast food because I'm always in a rush. So I've been putting on some weight, right? You are what you eat. You eat nasty things, you get a little you get a little nasty, right? So let's keep on going on this righteousness concept. When we read Proverbs, it's a wisdom book, right? My it's like the book of wisdom. My dad always told me to read like a proverb a day. And like why? Why, dad? Right? because um, the point of the of the book of Proverbs is to gain godly wisdom or how to operate in life and reign in royalty and kingship. The book of Proverbs is a humble book, right? And remember, being a king is not ruling over or bulldozing people. It is serving well, right? Being a king is not prideful. (laughs) It's humble, right? Okay, let's jump to Romans 5. And I think this is where we're going to spend the rest of this. There we go. Romans 5, and we're going to be in verse 17 through 18. Pretty quick. So verse 17, it says, For because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man. Much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification of all men. Okay, so kind of a confusing little two verses, but let's unpack it, right? We were all born into death, correct? Yes, thank you for responding. We're all born into death due to Adam and Eve making their bad decision, right? 
all of us have reaped the results of Adam's sin. We have inherited guilt, shame, sinful nature, and essentially God's punishment because we're after after Adam's decision, we were then separated from the Father. But because of Jesus, we trade judgment for forgiveness, and we can trade our sin for Jesus' righteousness. God offers us a way back due to Jesus. Yes, Jesus offers us the opportunity to be born into his family. This family starts with forgiveness and leads to eternal life. Cool, right? So, let me put it a little more plainly. If we do nothing with this gift that Jesus gave us, we in, we inherit Adam's family line. Okay? And keep on stay with me. If we accept Christ, right? We accept Jesus as Lord and Savior over our lives. We reign through and with Christ. Let me clear the air for a second. I'm using the word rain a lot tonight, right? And this is not a financial rain, okay? If you wanna, if you wanna really dig, um, you can look at my finances. Obviously, I don't believe that if I accept Jesus, that I'm going to be wealthy, okay? <laughs> um, this is not a prosperity gospel where give and then the Lord will get you more, right? Um, I believe that. The Lord will provide for His people um, and for His um, for His family. <laughs> Let me put it that way. So this is a rain. The rain I'm talking about is a rain where we know the Lord provides because He is good and He loves us. It's also a rain where we receive heaven as our eternal destination. That's enough of a rain for me, right? This is also a rain where we get to serve people better and make the world a better place. And, um, in Jesus' name. This is a reign where I realize the unlimited resources of heaven and I give generously. God's not poor. Okay? When we accept Jesus, we accept forgiveness and freedom, which leads to no worry, no fear, no doubt, and a lot of humility. We seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and reign because when we do these things, he provides and we partner with him through the Holy Spirit. This is what it reads in Romans 17. Right? Let me read it again. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Right? The target is for us to reign in life. But reigning in life does not make up our identity, okay? This is where a lot of preachers and televangelists get it wrong, right? Reigning in life is not our identity. And, I mean, I've there's these, there's these televangelists and preachers that say, I'm reigning in life, so I think better of myself, right? That's not, that's not it. Our identity does not revolve around a title, or a function, or a gift, or where we're most powerful, right? Those are spiritual functions, not identity, okay? <sighs> identity begins only with what and who God says you are. There's a saying out there says, everybody has a right to their own opinion. Eh, I disagree completely. 
Um, because yeah, yippee, you have your own opinion, but the only opinion that matters is the one who created me. So I don't, I don't really care what so and so thinks of me. All I care about is what God's or who God says that I am. Right? Doesn't mean I'm going to be a jerk because that's not who God has called me to be. Right? It's 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 that line there of like, okay, I want to be nice to everybody, but. I want to follow God's heart also. Um, And sometimes those kind of get mixed up. Um, Like having your own opinion is kind of like a waste of time. Um, And I'm not that smart. I didn't create me. God created me. My own opinion didn't work when I was trying to use it, you know. And God's, God's opinion definitely worked. And it's truth, you know. It's from God, so it's truth. It's not like, oh, is this God kind of thing? No, it's like God, everything God does is truth, and everything God says is truth. Um, And your opinion doesn't really matter when it comes to that. I hope that makes sense. Makes sense to me, but yeah, hope it makes sense to you. And as you know, like identity is an internal battle, right? And kind of what I want to dive into for a little bit is how we rule over our internal world. You know, we we deal with guilt, shame, regret, bitterness, and all these kinds of things that are not good, right? They're not good for our eternal being. And there's plenty to add to that, but you get my point. Um, Our own bodies react to the way we think about ourselves, too, you know? Um, ever seen like somebody who's really down? They just are like sick all the time. <laughs> um, and our bodies react to the way we, way we feel about ourselves. It's how end of how we were designed. When we let go of things, the Lord has. When we let go of things, the Lord has more freedom to operate. When we forgive and let go of these, these things and walls torn down, um, we we ha- the Lord has more freedom. Um, and then I'm going to skip this because this is for, this was a, um, a word that I, or a, sorry, a, um, a vision that I had for somebody as I was preparing. Nah, you know what? I'll share it. So envision this, and this was actually for, um, one of the students who was in the room when we preached this, um, but envision this. And this is this is for a specific person. It's really cool. Um, so I don't know how you want to do it. If you're driving, don't shut your eyes. But if you need to shut your eyes, go ahead. So there's a long gray hallway, and it's like in a warehouse. And at one end of the hallway um, is you, and at the other end of the end of the hallway is freedom and the kingdom of God. And it's kind of like this video game kind of thing. Um, like almost, um, I don't know if you guys have played like Call of Duty gun game or anything where there's a clock that comes onto your screen and it counts down. Um, and it's kind of like, here's your starting point, here's your end point. Um, and slowly, as the as the clock starts ticking down, these walls are being lowered of different things on them like guilt and shame and anger and bitterness. And... The, and sometimes we get discouraged because you, you see all these things that you, that you, 
I don't know that you have to get through to get to that and get to to get to that end goal, right? All this luggage that you have to carry, and things start lowering onto your body, and I mean it gets heavy, and then the clock hits one, and then it's go, and you walk up to the first wall of um, anger, and it's it's hard to break down, but you do it on your own and you're pumped. Then you get to the guilt wall and it's a thicker wall, but you still manage to break it down. Then you get to the bitterness wall and it's thicker than the last and you are tired and drained and you decide to turn around and lean back on the wall, kind of like a Backstreet Boys um, music video. It's all dramatic. You like hit the wall and then you turn around and then you slide down um, until your butt hits the ground and you're leaning up against the wall facing where you came from. I hope that makes sense. So you decide to turn around and lean back on the wall, slowly slide down and facing where you came from. And you see that end goal that you saw at the beginning. And you realize that all you had to do is turn around at your starting point. Okay? So what this is showing is that your past doesn't define you. Okay? Journey with this for with me. Okay? You see what... What do guilt and shame and regret and bitterness all have in common? They're all in the past or they're just tied to the past, right? Our identity has to be built on how God sees reality and how he sees it is right, okay? Let me say that again. Our identity has to be built on how God sees reality. How he sees it is right. In Romans 3, 4, it says, Let God be held true and every man a liar. Duh, right? It is our responsibility to view who we are through God's eyes. Let me, uh, let's go to Romans 8, 37 through 39. Yeah. Romans 8, 37 through 39. It reads, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor heights, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Things present and things to come, right? Yes, pretty cool. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians um, chapter 3, verse 21 through 23. Yes, 21 through 23. Okay, so starting in 21, it says, Let no one boast in men. For all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas um, of the world. Sorry, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours and you are Christ and Christ is God's. Okay. Kind of got a little confusing in there because of the weird words. But let no one boast in men, for all things are yours. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world 
or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours. Things present and things to come, right? You see what's not there? You own things present and you own things to come. So that means what do we not own? Let me put it this way. You do not have legal access to the past because it has been purchased. Let me say that again. We don't have legal access to the past because it has been purchased. Anytime we revisit things of the past, we are revisiting things that are not ours and it's not true. This is the beginning of an identity shift. We almost deceive ourselves sometimes, right? I'm saying, am I saying not to deal with those things of the past? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying in order to live in our identity of people saved by the blood of Jesus, we can't dwell on the past. Yes, we have to make it right and forgive and live a life of repentance and all that stuff. Um, But when we live in the past... When we live in the past hurts and the past mess-ups, those start defining us. And yeah, hey, it happened. Yes, it hurt. Bummer. We have bigger things at stake. Our past is already paid for by Jesus' blood and our repentance. So first question, I hope what you're thinking is what about our present and future? Is it paid for? I'll answer that this way, okay? And this is a scary thing. But let me answer that. What about the present and the future? Is it paid for? Yes, it is. And yes, we can make our own choices and have our own opinions, but we are also capable of reigning and hearing God's voice and doing His will with the Holy Spirit. When we focused on the past, our past leaks into our present and future. Not good, right? When we don't, when we don't, we have a better potential of reigning as kings and queens in God's royalty. Right? The past has been purchased by Jesus. It has been bought. Think of it this way. Would you ever sell a car to someone and Oh, fine. you're fuddling, you're like moving and you um, are going through your junk drawer and you find a spare key of that car and then you drive to that person's home who bought that car from you and you decide to take it for a spin, right? The thing is not yours anymore. Yeah, you can remember it. Yeah, yeah, you can remember all the cool times that you had with the car and or the the amazing amount of debt that that car got you into. <laughs> Ah. But bottom line is, is it's not yours. That's silly. We would never go to somebody's driveway who just bought a, a $20,000 car from us and say, hey, uh, going to take this for a spin. Because no, that's illegal. That's stealing. Now, learning to reign and thrive in life is living in a mindset of all the wrongs I've done have been paid for by Jesus. In the Lord's Prayer, in Matthew 6, 9 through 13, in verse 12, it reads, And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Okay? He linked our need for for ongoing forgiveness with the responsibility of being an ongoing forgiver. 
Let me say that again because I stumbled through it because this is cool. In that verse 12, it says, And forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And he linked these two together and he linked our need for ongoing forgiveness with a responsibility to be an ongoing forgiver. Why? You can't separate the two. My sin against a perfect God is much greater than any other sin against another imperfect person. He forgave to set a standard. I want to be more like Jesus, and I hope you do too. So let's think of it this way. Jesus is a forgiver. We should be too. Jesus is a humble king. We should be too. Jesus is a servant. We should be too. Jesus reigns, and we can and should too. So we covered a lot tonight. Yes? We went through a lot of little topics, and I hope um, it all kind of ends at this. It can kind of be turned into an identity slash reigning sermon. I don't have a cool title for this. I don't know what I'm going to put on the title for the podcast. But identity starts with you are royalty. Identity starts with seeking the kingdom first and his righteousness. Identity starts with having an internal mindset focused on serving and being others focused. Right? So, and I guess another thing is we can't be defined by our past. I mean, the world always wants to remind us of who we were. It's a huge struggle just in my life alone of like some of my friends look at me and like, oh, I remember who you were. And yeah, I I do too, um, because I have to be remembered what I was saved from or else I'm going to take it for advantage. Um, But it doesn't define me today, you know, and that's a hard, that's a hard struggle. And I mean, I'm I'm not going to tell you that, okay, you listen to this podcast, all problems solved kind of thing, right? But it's going to be this ongoing thing of like, okay, that's a thing of the past. I have to let go of that. I have to make it right first, but then I have to let go of it. And then I have to put all of my focus and all of my energy into my future and my present. Right? I think that's a good word for today. Or for this week. If we just focus on that, I think, I know that'll be a better thing for us. God already knows what's best for us. He knows what we need. So, hey, let go of your past tonight. And let's move to reigning in life and seeking the kingdom of God first and his righteousness. So when we do righteousness, we become righteousness because it's attainable. Cool? Follow us on social media and um, yeah, let me know if uh, you guys need anything. Um, We're here for you. Um, I don't want to just be a talking talking voice through um, your car or whatever I am. Um, I want to be here for you and let me know how I can serve you this week. And uh, yeah, and if you're a female um, and you feel really called to middle school and high school um, girls, we need you. We need your help. We're growing like a weed um, and we really need your help. Um, And guys too, we need your help. We need to bring on six leaders um, by the time of um, closing on the house. So Um, There's going to be a lot of process in that, but we need you and we need your help. 
Um, and the next generation needs your help. That's what we're supposed to do. Cool. All right. Let me know if you need anything. Dun, 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 dun. The Home Podcast. Join us later.